We're back for the Crashing After Show, and guys, it looks like things are cooling off with Pete and Allie, but it looks like things are heating up very quickly with Pete and Kat. We've got all that to talk about and more here on the Crashing After Show, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yes. You can't see, but my feet are going back and forth. Welcome to the Crashing After Show here on After Buzz TV. We're, of course, featuring a traditional Jewish wedding romp because we had a traditional Jewish temple service with stand-up comedy featuring our very own Sweet Pete Holmes. Guys, this is the Crashing After Show. We'll be talking all about it today. Again, this is coverage for Season 2, Episode season three, episode 2, The Temple Gig. Um, but we're here every week covering the show, and I'm not alone because I'm joined by Mina. Hey. Mina, glad to have you back. So happy to be here. And Josh. What's up, Jeff? It's good to see it's you guys. It's good to see you. It's I'm good. genuinely happy to see Thanks, your face. Thanks, buddy. I feel yeah. the same way. You guys left me hanging last week. I know. But, so my uh, bad. My bad. I owe you lunch. I said that to you when I walked in. I was like, Jeff, I owe you lunch. I don't know if you heard me. I think you guys both owe me lunch. Okay, I'll, fair. I'll take lunch from one of you next week <laughs> and then lunch from the other next week. Fair enough. Um, okay, guys. I'm excited to be back. This is, um, first of all, Crashing Season 3. Um, oh, I didn't introduce myself. Sorry, real quick, guys. My name is Jeff Graham. We're not only talking about the show. We will be featuring stand-up comedy as well from uh, one of the featured comics in this episode. So stay tuned for that. And we do have some legit news and gossip from our very own Jamie Lee. Ooh. So uh, you got to stay tuned because it's exciting. But before we talk about all that, we're going to talk about the show. Guys, give me both your overall thoughts on season three in general and your overall thoughts on the Temple gig. Me and the ladies first. Okay. Um... I feel like I'm going to have a total outsider's perspective right now because I think we're on the wrong episode. I watched season two. No, two, Nina! And I didn't realize that I did until I... <laughs> I saw this I heard panic. the music and I was just like, where is this music coming from? But like, uh, I'm excited to like have all the spoilers now. Yeah, I saw this look of panic in Mina's eyes and I was like, Mina, is everything okay? <laughs> Alright, so what we'll do, Mina, is we can just bounce off of you. Yes. Okay. You um, can guess what's going on. Luckily, it's a comedy after show. <laughs> I'll, I'll totally guess. That. And we know you're still a fan of Sweet Pete, so um, just yeah, we can ask you throughout the show. What do you think happens next? <laughs> I wow, oh my god! Like I don't even know where to begin because you started describing one of the episodes I was seeing, and then I was like, something's not adding up. Like what she was, what are we talking about? So well, I have a lot of catch up to do. But it's I'm, all good. You've got so you've got a lot you've got a lot in store. <laughs> Um, Josh, what did you think of season three, episode well, two? I thought we were doing season one. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Josh is like, I thought we were in season four. <laughs> it's cool. I, to be honest with you. I watched it's... Friends from College. <laughs> I didn't even watch this show. I'm a little underwhelmed. I, I like the storyline of the young guy coming in the first episode, because I, I wasn't here, obviously, last week. Yeah. But I like that storyline. You know, he's trying to mentor a kid, and all of a sudden the kid blows up. Well, not blows up, but he's a little more successful than he is right now, in a, a little bit of a way, I guess. Maybe he got a gig that he was aiming for. Um... It's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, I really thought this episode was it. a little disappointing. Yeah. I gotta say, I. But I also sort of liked it. It's weird. Somehow this show has the ability to not have any conflict at all, but I'm still entertained because that's Pete himself. I guess Pete so. doesn't like really is like revolve around conflict. There's nothing about his personality that's confrontational. But his stand up definitely has a point of view. You know, like yeah, he's not afraid it's... to. Jump into dodgy territory. But it's a very innocent point. Like he was talking about peeing in a pool. Like how, yeah, he's how, always been gonna, sort of. A... It's not politics. It's not really religion. If he's doing religion jokes, we'll get into that later. It's right. more just. It's not and like he w- definitely will get into religion. I mean, yeah. his standup that he does now is a little more spiritually minded, which I think sort of the show is showing us how 
comics find their point of view. Right. Um, but he's always been, you know, he's joked he's like the youth pastor of stand-up comics. I mean, he is, though. Right. I mean, he's not too controversial at all. No. Um, I just think... I I liked a lot of the meat cute stuff. A lot of the rom com stuff was sweet here, but I I did kind of get to the episode and think like, huh, I enjoyed that. But was there even one moment of tension in the episode? No, not really. There it wasn't. just kind of we just kind of floated along. That's really what it was. I mean, yeah. there was uh, in the first episode there was tension. Yes, and I liked the way that was going. But I don't understand where they're going with the season right now. I understand that they created conflict with you know a younger guy who's going to mentor ends up getting a gig that he wanted. But I wish they would have you know expanded on that more in this episode i agree yeah uh but i still there's a lot i did enjoy about it and we'll be getting into it right now um so mean i can actually ask you this question because the very first thing we're going to talk about in season three pete comes back to new york after this amazing college tour which you'll see when you finish season two <laughs> <laughs> but in, in fairness the after show we did skip season two and we're now back for season three but yeah. it's interesting he comes back to new york hot and high off of this amazing college tour where he's going to you know the flyover states where i'm from so i don't mean that in a condescending way but he is killing it at colleges, comes back to New York, and it's almost like he's now the small fish back in the big pond. He can't find work. Can you relate to the experience of in some communities you feel like you're killing it, but then when you actually get into L.A., it's harder? Yeah, no, I, I get I get how that goes. I feel kind of like it's so easy to, to feel great when you're a small fish or a big fish in a small pond because you're like, oh, my God, I'm killing it. I'm back home, and everyone's like, oh, wow, you're doing so well. And then just, like, throw me into the world and let me feel like I have so much competition now here in L.A. So I can definitely relate to that. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I think anybody in the entertainment industry out in Los Angeles can relate to that. I mean, I do music production. I do television hosting. And if I go back home, people think I'm a big deal because I have after buzz on my Instagram. There's nothing like after buzz where I'm at. So they think I'm, I'm like, this big deal. I'm not. Obviously, yeah. then you come here, and then you know there's hundreds of hosts here at AfterBuzz. Not that we're competing, but you know we all are in the same world, going after the same things, and it's it's difficult. But yeah, the the, uh, the pond gets bigger when you go to the, oh, the yep. hub. I feel the same way. I go to Ohio, and everyone's like, "Man, you're like killing it out there." Right. I'm like, I'm sure faking it. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to see Pete struggle with that, and even you know going to the laundromat where Jermaine Fowler's character—he has a different name in the show—but Jermaine Fowler, who is of course we've seen him a bunch, hilarious black comic, yeah. is now hosting his own show, and um, Pete can't even book on it. That's sad. Yeah. Especially, I could understand if, like, it was for that day and he said, no, nah, I can't get you today, but maybe next time. But he didn't say next time. He said, mm-hmm. like, two or three months, right? Didn't he say months, was yeah, it? Yeah, so two or away? three months, yeah. Oh, poor Pete. Damn. Poor Pete. Okay, so Pete then goes and connects with Allie, who, right. where you're at, have you met Allie? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I have. So you got a lot in store for Pete oh. and Allie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can't believe there's more hope for him and Allie because I finished with episode two where... Right. They had the one night stand, and he's in love, and oh, she's yeah. not. Yeah, so you got I, a lot. I thought she was a done deal. I thought oh, I was like no. done. Well, spoiler alert! It looks like now they're a done deal. <laughs> but after, but after like, but, 10 more but yeah, still, you still have to to watch. <laughs> You'll enjoy the journey. Um, but one thing I appreciate about Pete and Allie is, and this I think is realistic to entertainment. There's obviously some bitterness and resentment romantically, but they're both still on each other's teams professionally, which I think is such an important component that you need to develop if you are in this business. You know? Yeah. Like, I, without getting, you can, guys can get as personal as you want, but do any of you guys have exes in this business? And can you relate to them, to wanting to see them have all the success and happiness professionally, but maybe 
I mean, not not wanting them to see romantic success, but it's easier to celebrate someone's professional achievements than their personal. Well, life. yeah, because you want what's best for them. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you if you left off on decent terms and you still have feelings for them, you obviously want them to succeed in life. You don't want them to succeed in, romantically in life, maybe, but professionally, you want what's best for them. So I definitely see that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's nice. Jamie booked Seth, so that's huge. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not Jamie. Allie booked Seth. Her name's Jamie Lee, the actress. And fans of Sweet Pete know that they are, in fact, ex-lovers, which is interesting. I didn't know that until you told me, like, ten minutes before we went on air. Yeah, she's a stand-up, too. And uh, so it's, you know, Pete, I think, is mining from real experience there, which is really interesting. That's in- would you invite, like, if you had an ex-girlfriend, would you invite her onto your show for a role as your ex ten years later? Mm. I get it. <laughs> and you know it's been 13 years since they dated That's he's true. married they both have think, they're both I? married now Jamie Lee I think is married to Dan yeah. Black um, who's a big wrestling guy so I'm sure some of you after buzzers know him but um, you know now they're both happily married it's like 13 years what was like 13 years ago I know 2006 I was like barely porn guys <laughs> I'm like you know I just turned 18 I'm, I'm five <laughs> I'm a spring chicken um, yeah what do you think Mina would you be I don't know you can get as personal as you want, yeah. but do you think you'd be able to work with an ex? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it obviously depends on how it ended, like what Josh said, but I, I feel like in general, it would be really hard for me to date within the industry. Yeah. I just feel like it's so awkward if your paths cross and things don't work out. And also, like, you're both going for similar things. And I don't know. I feel like I would want someone who's not in the industry unless right. it was separate from entertainment or like. It was like music or something somewhat exactly. related where it wasn't the exact same thing that I'm doing. And that's the way to do it because then your um, spouse or partner, whoever, understands right. the wild banana pants rules of this industry of like, oh, sorry, I have an 18-hour production day and I won't come home. Like those are the kind of things that if someone's in the business, they understand. But if you're not competing, it's like an actor should date a writer. You know, it's like always ah, like... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's so a symbiotic it's like, relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the actor-actor thing, some people can do it. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on to our next topic, though, which is, of course, Pete's incredible blossoming romance, we have an Ooh. announcement. Uh, Mina, I'm going to throw this one on you. I want <laughs> you to tell... Our fans. Yeah, so if you're on YouTube right now, um, (laughs) hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to our channel. Please do, yes. Uh, And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Amen. Yes, you guys, Pete is a stand-up. He's chasing his dreams. All of us want to be supporting dreamers. You can do that for us, guys. We're hosts. We're, you know, maybe not at the highest on the totem pole right now. We're crashing. But we're crashing. (laughs) We're crashing. And it really does truly and sincerely help us if you guys give us a thumbs up on YouTube. You know, like this video, but most importantly, subscribing to our channels is a huge way to help grow the network. So we'd appreciate it. Um, Okay, let's talk about Kat. Let's do it. This was a whirlwind romance. That was insane. Yeah. It's almost like a fantasy. Like, as a guy, that's that's how you want to meet a girl. I'm not saying sex right away, but in a way, like, the chemistry that they had and just, they were on fire. Well, for I'm all of fired. my yeah, for all of my relationships, we always have sex twice oh, on the first again, day. Oh, again, change the room in the back. Okay, yeah. So I like related. Sorry, I, I just I couldn't relate personally. No, it's okay. It's just yeah. you know, not everyone has the same game I do. I know, Jeff. You're so much swag. So yeah, much so swag. much swag. I don't know if you guys have seen. I'm wearing um, a collared shirt Look with um, nice vertical stripes. Like it. Thank you. 
Steve on the drop. The first two buttons are unbuttoned. Oh, I know. Yeah. A little bit of the cinnamon. Yeah. This is a G-rated show, Jeff. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll scale it back. Um, did you, how did you feel about Pete meeting Kat and their very quick chemistry? Well, I think it's a good thing for Pete because he's probably still stuck on Allie a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it shows that you can move on from that situation. Also, I think that type of chemistry is very rare. I mean, obviously, you think, oh, sex in a change room, sex in a bathroom. It's like, oh, dirty, whatnot. But at the same time, you have to have some insane amount of chemistry in order for you to hook up the way that they did. It wasn't right. just physical. They seemed to have conversation. They had a lunch date together. The way that they met was cute. Yeah. They didn't know each other's names for like the first, I don't know, hour, I guess, that they did, they were talking to each other. So I thought it was I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nice mixture of like, hey, I, I like you as a person, but we also have this crazy chemistry together, and that helps Pete move on from Allie. Yeah, one thing I liked about this was, even though there wasn't much conflict and it was a little easy for them, yeah. I did think it was well-written. Like, I liked the way that the show really simulated sort of the magic of early flirting you know like they really leaned on i think kind of like interesting and sexy and kind of cute ways for couples to start coupling yeah you know like they had this lingo i I found cat to be a very likable so did i yeah so did i and especially like you know when you think oh she slept with him the first like day they saw each other or whatnot i know a lot of people might automatically go she's dirty or she's easy but i didn't get that vibe from her at all i just felt like they really really clicked and at the end of the episode when he had his gig she was there yeah she was in the back she was supporting him it was really cute yeah the show did a good job of um like not painting any kind of judgment around how right. quickly they moved and a lot like in the sitcom version of this like oh we slept together on the first date right um but in this it's just like you know they hit it off they bumped some uglies and things seem good but like you still feel invested and you feel like they actually do like each other it wasn't just a fling yeah so mina you brought up dating within the industry mm-hmm. so the thing i appreciate about this is you'll see but she's not in the industry <laughs> which seems to be maybe the reason pete and her are having such great chemistry Yeah, possibly, because I feel like for him it would be really hard. Like, we've already seen what it's like for him when he dates within Mm -hmm. the industry. We've also seen what it's like when he doesn't and someone isn't supportive of his dreams. But now he's kind of going back to square one, but with someone who is supportive of what he's doing. Um, I guess this is the third time he's, like, made love as he likes I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. So that's pretty surprising. Yeah, he's he's learned some stuff. Oh, yeah. New position. Wait, no, it's the fourth time. Because they have, like, a segue or a... No spoilers. I'm just kidding. There's like a short, like during a college tour, the first episode. You're right. You know what? Actually, it was kind of implied They showed him actually in bed with another woman. I think there might have been some multiple points. I think they implied that during that tour, he was. Yeah. Yeah. I'll also never um, use the phrase multiple points again. (laughs) And I apologize to all of our listeners and viewers. Um, Steve, if you wouldn't mind, real quick, I want you to Google the name Valerie Cheney. Um, just spelled like you would guess. That's our producer in the booth. I'm uh, making him search things on the fly. Again, that's Valerie Cheney. Um, and if you don't find photos, you could search Valerie Cheney and Pete Holmes. His current wife reminds me a lot of Kat with her look and okay. sort of her vibe. Uh, yeah, there she is. Well, the hair I can see from... Yeah. So for yeah. fans of Pete... That's a great photo to pull up, Steve. For fans of Pete Holmes, you know he's madly in love with his wife. They just had a baby. And um, it's interesting because we're really seeing yeah. his whole autobiographical relationship his first wife cheated and left him. His second wife or second girlfriend was Jamie Lee, who's literally featured on the oh, show. So this is like 
his life. I think it must be pretty close because doesn't she kind of give you cat vibes? Yes, absolutely. Um, not cat vibes like the animal, but cat vibes <laughs> like the character. Meow. Yes, meow. So for those listening on the podcast, go ahead and hop to our YouTube just so you can see a video of um, Pete's wife, Val. And um, even you get to know Val a bit on Pete's podcast. You oh, made it they're weird. Cute. They're they're, they're the my yeah. favorite couple. Um, but you do, personality-wise, you can definitely see some similarities. So interesting stuff. Okay, final topic, guys. Pete books a um, gig yes. at a temple. This went very well, and I did not expect it to go well. Yeah, neither did I, um, especially when they showed him in, in the synagogue. And uh, <laughs> they said um, that if someone's, someone passed away. One of the family members passed away, and they showed the old woman crying. Like, oh, God, this is not going to be good. But he killed it. He did kill yeah, it. I, killed I will it. say, I would have almost preferred the version where he really bombs. Yeah. I'm expecting him to bomb. I thought he was going to bomb the first episode, too. He hasn't bombed yet this season. Yeah. The way the first episode handled it was like, he was good, but just right. not right. And this, he was good. And, you know, it's, he's finding his voice. But I think this, it was such a breezy episode. I was ready for the hammer to fall. Right. Um, some type of conflict or some, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not much. But that's yeah. okay. Because um, it was good stand-up. I enjoyed the other sets. And I will say, I enjoyed Pete's set a lot. Yeah. I don't know how you felt, but... I thought it was funny. Me too. Climbing out the mountain to get better service. Yeah. <laughs> if God is everywhere, why do you need to climb a mountain? I think that was really funny. Um, so to catch you up, Mina, this was like a sort of religious um, temple. It was a... Um, synagogue. A synagogue, yes. Yeah. And Pete was doing stand-up for a big like event in front of a huge congregation of Jews. Um, if if you don't mind me asking, you can you can feel free to answer or not. Did you grow up with religion at all, or? Um, so I'm Muslim, and I mm-hmm. I feel like I grew up in a conservative household, not mm-hmm. necessarily a super religious one. But okay. I do have memories like going to the mosque every once in a while, definitely, um, and like getting presents and stuff. <laughs> for sure, that's I mean that's other than that. I mean, guys, that's like, all part of it. Everyone gets presents for their religion. Um, but you, I think you'll enjoy this episode because basically Pete came in sort of as the you know, the goy, like he had the Christian worldview, but did a great job of bridging the gap between Judaism and Christianity mm-hmm. in a way that was funny. You know, he really charmed the crowd. So Jeff, I know you have experience with growing up in church. Did yes. you ever have anything like that? A, a comedian coming to a service and, and doing a stand-up? Not in a service, but like I would go to a lot of like conferences, like big like um honestly if anyone can relate to this, I'm sure Pete Holmes could, because we both grew up in very, like, evangelical, like, acoustic guitar playing yeah. type of Christianity. I say, I always say I'm the kind of Christian that South Park makes fun of, That's <laughs> um, how I would describe it. Um, but, yeah, I when I was, like, in college and we'd go to, like, um, you know, like, youth, I guess we weren't youth anymore, but, like, big, like... Um, Protestant conferences and right. like meeting other young Christians. Sometimes they would bring in like Christian stand-ups. Okay. And sometimes it was funny, sometimes it wasn't. But Pete does a really good job of getting to the real humor of religion, which is observational, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so at the very end of the episode, Pete gets the chance to meet the rabbi, which is, you know, a huge honor. And you watch Mrs. Maisel, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. We got the rabbi. It's one mm-hmm. of those moments, I would say. But Pete bails so he can go hang out with Kat. Yes. Yes. Something there. Something there. I don't love that cat's a smoker. <laughs> what are you doing, cat? And speaking of cat, I've got great news, guys. The actress who plays cat is going to be here next week. Ooh. Yes. Exciting stuff. Madeline. So we're super excited to have her in Madeline Wise. She will be here sitting at this table with us. Nice. So, um, nice. We're looking forward to it. Okay. Anything else about the episode that I've missed, Jash? No, uh, you covered everything. It, it wasn't an eventful episode, like you said. There was yeah. no conflict whatsoever. I think Kat is going to be a character for the rest of the season, which is cool. I yeah. like her. I like their dynamic. Yes. I think that's what the episode was mainly about, was just their dynamic. And the synagogue uh, gig, I thought, 
wasn't going wasn't going to go the way it did, but it did, and it was great. Yeah, nothing to talk Everything about. Everything's great. Everything's yeah. great. Everything's great right now. Which okay, means, oh, episode three. Well, are we doing predictions? We'll wait. We'll save save those we'll predictions. We have a couple more segments. We'll wait. First, we're gonna watch some stand up from Modi Rosenfeld, who is featured during the Temple gig. Let's watch that right now. Cool. following nighttime in Kosovo over here. How's it going? Look at this, look at this. I've been to Europe, I've done Europe. I, they booked me for a show, not making this up, in Paris. I don't know why no one had a sense of humor there. <laughs> no one here is from Paris. Let's talk about them for a minute. I've come to the conclusion the French have got to be the most miserable tourists, at least. They visit New York City. They're the only ones, if you've ever been there, they just don't get into New York. They compare New York to wherever the hell they're from. You see them walking around, je pense qu'il fait très bon, c'est que c'était la Fifth Avenue. C'est le bourgeois américain du restaurant et au bon pan. Ce n'est pas bon, c'est bon, c'est ma bonbon. But when I tell you the French don't get in New York, I'm not making this up. The other night, we're out to dinner in New York. My friend brings along this French kid named Henri. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Henry. <laughs> the kid tells me, the kid tells me everything in New York is different from Paris. I said, what? He said, even the Chinese are different. They are short, they are round, they have black spiky hair, and they speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that's good um, funny stuff that's an example of how delivery can really sell stand up you know because mm-hmm. I feel like that's material that we've maybe heard you know here and there but he's such a good salesman yeah it's, it's basic material it's nothing thought provoking but it was funny Definitely. I think his delivery was on point yeah he's super passionate when he speaks too and I, he really gets into it and I really do think it's it's all delivery yeah he brings that kind of specific Jewish energy that I think is such an essential part of... New York Jewish energy. That New York Jewish energy. (laughs) Um, Which is, I think the show was kind of leaning into this episode. And I'm glad, because, you know, there's a huge tradition of comedy and Judaism, and for those of you guys who might be interested, I'm also on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel panel. And um, this season, they've really especially leaned into the Catskills and the Borscht Belt, and just, uh, we did a segment on the history of comedy and Judaism. A lot of it's a reaction to anti-Semitism and having to find other ways to make yourself relevant in this country, which is super interesting. So. I heard that show was amazing. I gotta so check good. it out. Mina watches it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really, really, really good. Um, especially if you like this show, you'll definitely like Maisel, because it's another stand-up based show. Cool. Um, I've got some news. Oh! After Buzz TV News. <laughs> so Jamie Lee, who plays Allie on the show, big news for her. Three days ago, it was reported in Deadline that she, in fact, sold and is developing a pilot for Freeform. Hey! Um, the show's called The Girlfriend. It's a new take on the rom-com. It revolves around Crystal Chase, a 30-something, toiling away in Bakersfield, California. Isn't that where you're from? No. No, not at all? God, no. Whenever you call, it says Bakersfield <laughs> on my phone. Oh, does it? Yeah, that's not me. Well, Is it at least close? <laughs> Are you close? No, no. Not at all? No. Yeah, all right. that's the show, guys. Thanks for uh, <laughs> um, a 30 something toiling away in Bakersfield, California, whose life is turned upside down when she meets the one. Too bad the one is the prime suspect in his wife's mysterious disappearance. Ooh. This is a subversive romantic comedy about a woman struggling with her soul as she evolves from a local nobody into the infamous girlfriend. She wrote the pilot and is executive producing good the for her. show. I know, I really like Jamie Lynn. She's a good stand up, too. So, good for her. that's all the news I've got. All right, well, that sounds exciting. Shall we predict? Let's predict. Great. And now, 
You're after Buzz TV. Still, still freaks me out. I've been after Buzz three years, and every time I hear this, it freaks me out. It's a little intense. <laughs> it's a little intense. Okay. Um, Mina. <laughs> yeah, I have the most insight out of all of you guys. You know what I would right like, now? though, Mina? I want you to predict what you think is going to happen in season two, and then Josh and I can sit here and quietly judge your predictions. Yes, um, well, I don't know. I have, like, this sixth sense that Pete Holmes is going to go on some sort of college tour. I don't know why. I just feel like that's going to happen. Amazing. You're a smart girl, um, Mina. Amazing. And, uh, and other than that, I think, yeah, I don't know how college kids are going to be receptive to his humor, because... The, the, you did say that they were super receptive to it, and I'm a well, little surprised by that. Maybe huh? in some episodes they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato, tomato, You'll see. Throw. We and shall see. Say. I'm excited to see how he comes back to um, like his relationship, how it ends, uh-huh. and then how he gets into this new one. You'll get to see it. You yeah. will. So I have Josh, a lot of catching up. What do you predict for the rest of this season? Okay, so there has to be some conflict in season, uh, episode three. I there, there has to be. We need it. All right. Conflict. Pete, conflict. Uh, so I have a feeling that Pat and Allie are going to cross paths at some point. Maybe Allie Cat. Gets, sorry, Cat, totally fine. Cat and Allie cross paths at some point, hopefully in season, uh, episode three. Create some type of conflict between the two. Maybe not to the point where Allie wants him back, but maybe Allie's judging the fact that Pete slept with her mm, right away. That's a good... Tries to make feel, Pete feel bad about that. And then I think Pete's very sensitive, so then he starts having second thoughts. And then he's probably not going to act the same way with Cat that he normally would. So Josh, just because they're two women, they can't be happy for each other. Know, right? You have to pit them against each yeah. other. What is you? wrong with you? <laughs> just kidding. I actually, it would be interesting to hear that Allie learns that Pete slept with her twice on the first right. day. I'm actually most interested to see what Jess thinks of Pete's new lady. Oh, Jess. Because, you know, her and Leaf. They are hilarious. So funny. We need more Lauren Lapkus yeah. on this show. Um, Yeah, I agree with you in terms of predictions. I think we're going to see Pete really find his voice as an issues-driven comic. Okay. I think this show, for me, opened the door of the fact that Pete can, you know, give us more than just, you know, sort of surface-level observational humor. There's more there. There's more substance. And what was the thing he was going for in the first episode? I didn't really quite understand that. Oh, just... It was a spot in for what? At the Comedy Cellar. Just a a rotational spot at the Cellar? Yeah, I think that's... So, now I'm going to predict as well, maybe that's a season-long... Journey. Journey for him, getting a rotational spot at the Comedy Cellar, and I think at the end he's probably going to realize that it's really not that serious. Pretty cool. I forgot to mention last episode, but Este, who was in the episode, you know, the female booker, is the real booker for the Comedy Cellar. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one thing I like about this show. I I feel like it's almost what really happened with him, but also what really happens in general. Yeah. You have all these comics. Artie Lang's in it all the time. I know Bill Burr was in it last year. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone is in this. Anyone who's a comic. The new guy, Jabuki. Yeah. It's it's First names. You know, it's like just just slightly off from the real world. But they'll even pull in, you know, someone who's never been on camera before. They'll bring in the real-life comedy seller booker and just use her. That's awesome. It is really cool. It's one of my favorite things about this show, too. And speaking of this show, we'll be back next week, guys. Sweet. This is the Crashing After Show here on After Buzz TV. Today we covered Season 3, Episode 2. Next week we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 3 with special guest Madeline Wise, who nice. plays Cat on the show. My name is Jeff. If you guys want to find me on Twitter, you can do that at Jeffrey C. Graham. I also host The Bachelor After Show here, um, which I am both very proud of and not at all proud of. <laughs> so you be can proud. Be, you can be both. It's one of our most popular after shows. I know. It's actually dope. I've loved it, Thank and God. I love if, my if panel. If I watched The Bachelor, I would do it. You honestly have the best commentary. That's very nice. Like, you really have great commentary. I, I watch it, and I watch the after show. Can well, I just, that's like, nice. I just want to lay on the couch during one of your episodes and just talk crap about everyone who's on The Bachelor. <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of crap talking, yeah. and you feel bad because it's about real people, and then people right. will be like, how could you say that? And you're like, oh, yeah, they are a real person. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but you guys can catch that on Mondays. So tonight at... 8 p.m. Mina. 
Hey everyone, I'm Mina. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. And you're covering other stuff here. Yeah. Promote, promote, promote. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm covering Marvel's Runaways uh, nice. right after this, actually. With a guest, right? Very special uh, guest. Uh, and you're going to have to stick around to see who that is. Ooh, well played. Ooh, okay. Yes. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. I am not currently on any AfterBuzz TV shows, but I'm hopefully going to get back into the groove, back yes. into the swing of things if you want. And if you like basketball, you can follow my NBA podcast, The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, on iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and all podcast platforms. So Awesome. Well, guys, we'll see you next week here with Madeline Wise. And thanks for yeah. tuning in. Thanks for crashing with us. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.